0: I have a super exciting news for you. My new book, Chasing Desires, is on pre-order on Amazon. And when you pre-order this book, I'm sending you some really amazing gifts worth over $500. This is not a self-help book. I'm not teaching you what you should do to make your life a certain way. This is a story of my emotions, ugly and beautiful both. This is a tale of how I fell madly in love with myself after hating me long enough for no fault of mine. So don't miss out, especially if you are a woman. Hi, this is Hina Siddiqui and you are listening to the Corporate Life Podcast. Writing and publishing a book was a decision that changed my life entirely. Now, after having written and published five books for corporate people, I know very well that writing a book is a smart decision for thought leaders, consultants, business owners and even corporate professionals to create a massive impact. I'm thrilled to have an esteemed guest joining us today and showing us why you must write a book and what will that do for you. Melanie Boer is a female entrepreneur, author and game creator who founded a successful HR and culture consulting firm and a hybrid publishing company, Influence Network Media. She has a mission to change the world, one leader, one workplace at a time. Influence Network Media helps leaders find their voice, share their expertise, grow their business, and leave a legacy. Melanie is a 6 times Amazon bestselling author and launched her first book, Conscious Culture, in June 2021. Let's welcome Melanie on the show. Hi, Melanie. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me today. It's good to see you and I'm very excited to know about your story because uh, like you are working in the corporate sector and you are in the publishing industry too. So it's a bit of, you know, excitement for me. It's building up here. If you could tell us a bit about yourself and a little of your backstory and why do you do what you
1: do, Melanie? I love it. Absolutely. Um so I am a, I grew up in the human resources world of corporate America, and that's what my background is and my degree, uh my master's uh, as well in human resources. And what I really found a passion for is I was working through HR, right? HR people typically say they get into it because they love people. Yeah. Um, and I would certainly in that boat, but I started seeing some things that I, knew that I wanted to head down a path around helping companies become a best place to work. And that's language we use here in Cincinnati. That's where I'm located. And the idea was right. That we really wanted people to um, enjoy their workplace. And I don't know that everyone's enjoying their work all the time. So um, I kind of headed down that path. I ultimately um, i had a best place to work event and we had been working to become a best place to work at this company. I was at, it was about a 90% creative company And we'd been working on it for four years, taking the surveys and trying to get better at the things we were doing. We got invited to the pep rally. We knew we were in the finalists Mm -hmm. and the day of the event, CEO sent me a text message and said, I'm not coming. I don't really care about the event. And it was heartbreaking. You know, we had um, all of our matching t-shirts and pom-poms. Like we were so excited. And for the leader not to care, like for me, that was the aha moment. That was the you know, we were on very different wavelengths. I knew that you could build a great company with people, not just on the backs of people. And it felt kind of disingenuous to me. So that actually prompted me to leave corporate America and start my own company. Uh, And I never looked back from there. So that whole idea that, you know, you can make the world a better place. I know it sounds a little bit, I say, Pollyanna, pie in the sky, whatever you want to call it. But I really do believe if you work with leaders and you work with teams, we're all doing that, doing our part to make the world a better place and people enjoying, enjoying the world and work better.
0: Absolutely. When people don't enjoy their work, the work is like it drains them a lot. And this is no fun. And just working for the heck of it, because we need money to pay the bills. That Mm -hmm. makes sense, however, because we are spending a lot of waking hours at our workplace. So if this Mm -hmm. place is not making us feel excited or, uh, you know, motivated, inspired, and letting us enjoy our lives, then definitely
1: it's not worth it. My dad was an educator, a high school principal, and he, I remember him coming home one time and he said, he'd had this horrible long day and he said, work got the best of me and you get the leftovers. I remember thinking like, it's a horrible thought. And as I have my own family and, you know, children now, I don't want to live that way, right? I don't want my family to get the leftovers. I really want to enjoy my work and bring my best self home as well. And I think there's a huge tie in. I think people need to find some joys that they're, you know, we talk about like working in your genius, right? Like what are the things you really are good at and focus on those, right? How can you do more of that at work and less of the stuff you're not good at? Absolutely. So my, in, this, in my core business, right? I, we are an HR consultancy. We help companies develop a great culture. Um, and we do that in a couple of different ways. Ultimately, it's, it's why I wrote my book, which is one of the things we're going to talk about today. But I'm really was just trying to spread the word about how you can become a best place to work. So I was giving away a free model to help people create a plan. And then I wrote my book, uh, and I went on to create, actually created a game. Here I'll show it to you. It's, um, cards for culture. So it's kind of like cards against against humanity yeah. yeah, or apples to apples. But the idea is you sit down with a leadership team and you play this game to really determine what is your workplace culture and, you know, can you set up behaviors behind it to draw, you know, past behavior predicts future behavior. So how can we set up behaviors where people just work it into their habits and then you can, well, that's how we do business, right? We all have integrity. We all deliver great customer service. And we define how we get on the same page to do those things.
0: Yeah. When everything is in alignment, then our work becomes so much fun and enjoyment. And when we are working with the kind of colleagues and the kind of managers and bosses, it's a family, right? It's a it's a work family. So it's very important to, uh, to have that culture that is in alignment with everybody.
1: Yeah. You heard... Um... There's a story called like the pay it forward story. And, and we've, we've heard of pay it forward. Many people will buy coffee for someone in line behind them when they're mm-hmm. getting coffee or something mm-hmm. like that. But this story itself was really about a, a young gentleman named Trevor, who was on the autism spectrum. And his assignment from his teacher was to come up with something that could change the world. What was an assignment they could do that could change the world? And he came up with this idea of paying it forward, but it was supposed to be on a grander scale. It was supposed to be Three profound things you do for other people, and then they pay it back with three profound things, and it was supposed to be compounding. So he helps a homeless man find a home. He helps a gentleman without a job find work, and he helps his mom find love again with his teacher. Like it's the cutest, endearing story. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wanted to apply that to our world as well, right? Like, how can we take what we're doing? and pay that forward in a way that's a really positive from a workplace perspective. And so one of the things I did was write my book, right? I wanted to write and get it out to more people because I thought if I have all these great ideas, but I keep them to myself, I'm not doing the world any favors, right? Like, how can I get this out into more hands and figure out a way to really help people enjoy their work more? So that's what prompted me to go down the path of becoming an author.
0: Yeah, that's that's absolutely interesting. And would you please talk a bit about your book too?
1: Absolutely. So I have actually, I have a couple of my books on my shelf behind me here. My, Mm -hmm. well, can you see the one that's the culture one at the top? So right here, the tree one, that's a conscious culture. So Mm -hmm. that is the book that I wrote that is all about how to create these great workplace cultures. And by that, I I don't just mean, um, some people will say, what do you mean diversity? It's all the things you need to do to have a great workplace from people, the processes, the training, leadership. There's like 72 different things that we recommend in the Thrive Model. And that's what the book really explains. And I've been, you know, fortunate enough to be able to to write the book and get it out. And because I'm just one person, that was my solo book. I'm actually now doing a collective book with authors. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be about culture. Mm -hmm. But everyone's writing one chapter. Wow. And so I'm just writing one chapter about the things that I do to create a great culture. But we have this really neat, uh, I call it almost like a magical formula, if you will, where we can help people write from a collective perspective about a topic of passion. So as you can tell, I love, I love culture. I love talking about how to make that better at work. Um, And I feel like everything I do these days seems to center around that topic. Mm. I love that. That's really, really interesting.
0: When it comes to looking for a job, most people get it wrong. They would keep on using their one and only resume to apply for any and every open job position in their industry without getting clear on what's right for them. They would avoid correct and targeted networking and stay dependent on job sites. And the truth is that over 70% of jobs are never posted on job boards or job websites. Plus the wrong and scarcity mindset and lack of self-belief. And this is huge. But unfortunately, most job seekers don't deal with this and no wonder that they keep on struggling with their job hunt and most of them will make a compromise by accepting just any random job because they want money to pay the bills, which is a valid reason. If that's you, come join me on my job search coaching program where I guide you through with the right strategy, your mindset upgrade, which is about 80% in all my programs and taking inspired and focused, consistent action. You may book a free strategy call with me. Find the link on the episode page. You have a mission to change the world, uh, one leader, one workplace at a time. So could you please elaborate on that a bit for our listeners?
1: So when I'm talking with leaders, sometimes I hear their individual things and concerns and um We'll start talking about their own personal problems or things they want to do in life. And we'll kind of head down that road of maybe considering writing for themselves because writing is an amazing outlet for many leaders to help them find their voice, amplify their voice, and kind of build that visibility, credibility, but also leave their legacy. So when I talk about developing a leader, we go down that path. And then sometimes I'm talking to leaders and they want to talk about their team and their organization and how they need to do more on that front. And we'll start talking more about, okay, well, how do we develop a great culture and leave a legacy from an even bigger perspective? Mm. So I do feel like my two types of work, both this, like, so I deal with either individual leaders, or sometimes I deal with um, helping them with their teams and organizations. And I've just found a unique way to kind of help them with either path. Yeah. So I really do take it seriously when we talk about how can we make the world better? One person, one team, or one workplace at a time. And that is, it's an ongoing progression. When we know better, we do better. When we have some things that we can do, even around, let's say positive mindset, mm. we have a new app. It's a game where we're gamifying culture. So it's a game where we get leaders together and they all do some positive affirmations. They learn from each other. They, um, there's a uh, videos with coaching corners and we're really just creating this idea of. Again, we can all be better together, but we have to be willing to learn from each other.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: collective effort for creating a bond. Absolutely. And when you find people that have topics that are passionate about similar yeah. topics, right, you easily start those conversations, right? And build into each other and get excitement over those topics. So yes. that actually in itself is a great idea to have a theme to write a book about with other people. So this idea that I'm having around Let's say you wanted to become an author, but you weren't sure where to start. What do you find yourself working on a lot, loving working on, blogging about, posting about, like, what's your, what's something you're really passionate about? And then find other people that love that as well. Yeah. And if you can come at it from an abundance mindset, right? Like the culture book I'm writing, I'm I'm not the only one. I pulled in other culture leaders and we're all going to write this book and get it out to the world. But you have to have that abundant mindset because if I come at it from a scarcity perspective and I'm like, no, I want to protect and not get people in front of my network, that doesn't really help anybody, right? I want to, you have to have this idea that you can help other people.
0: Yeah, that is enough for everybody. It's like when we are in that scarcity state of mind where we think that if somebody gets it we are not getting it, right? We are not getting enough of it. So this is very important that we have that abundant mindset. And then comes the different things, like it's all evolution process, like we are evolving until we are alive. So this is the ongoing process until the life continues. I
1: absolutely agree.
0: Melanie, as we're talking about the book writing, so uh We would like to hear from you. How can writing a book enhance the credibility and influence of thought leaders in their respective fields?
1: What I have found is that people write for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we have found is to build credibility, visibility, you're partnering together. Again, we we could do solo books, but we most often are talking about these collectives where Mm -hmm. you're strategically partnering yourself with certain people that sit in the same sector, call on the same types of clients. Um, And can really help you get in front of the right people, if you will. And you're all helping each other level up. So what we're finding is that when you start networking and talking about your area of expertise, example, we had a marketing fusion book that we put out. And all these authors came together that had different expertise in the world of marketing. And someone had a SEO expertise, someone had sales funnels, strategy, right? Web design, like all these different areas of marketing, digital analytics. And before the book was even put out, they all had bonded together and they were talking about how can we best serve a client? One woman said, you know, before the book even came out, she was partnering with the one lady and she had made, you know, fivefold her investment back because they introduced each other because that wasn't their area of expertise, right? This was the sales funnel woman. She said, someone in the group needed her help. And that's the kind of stuff that we're trying to build, right? Like we all can be experts in our own area. Yeah. But then when you start learning about other experts and you pull in partners to really help you deliver the best product to your clients, mm. that's how you build credibility, right? Yeah. You have to be vulnerable enough to say, I can't do it all myself. I don't have expertise in every single area. Let me introduce you to someone that can help you. Mm. And we've really seen that in a very positive way. So it's that idea of bring in the right party. You can't be an expert in everything. You have a little bit of humility. Mm. Uh, play the game in your sandbox, if you will, where you know, you're an expert. And then again, we talked about it before bringing that abundance mindset. How can I bring in someone else, this area better and lift them as we go, right? I get someone else a project because they're better at it than I happen to be. Mm. Um, That's not always the mindset that people have. There's a lot of, again, sadly in the world we live in today, I don't know that everyone's Lifting as we go, you know. I would. I wish there was more of the idea of right. Many hands make for light work. We can all do this together, and we can help each other. So yeah. I think that that's the really cool thing about the collective right. idea,
0: right? We flourish as a community. We flourish when we are together. So nobody can win in isolation. So this is the basic idea. And these days, like the modern times, we have learned to you know save our space and be uh, in our shells and you know stuff like that. So there comes the thing that we really need to learn all that. So this is a beautiful point. And as like, as we're talking about writing a book, is that uh, people want to write a book, but then there are a lot of factors that hold them back. They don't do that. And I believe that every person is capable of writing not just one book, but several books, the kind of content knowledge everybody has today. So they have it in themselves, but there is something, but perhaps they are not owning that knowledge or expertise. And then they are just, you know, keeping things to themselves their fear of judgment fear of failure and all that stuff this again a mindset stuff so what would you like to say to these people who want to write a book but then uh, they find it very challenging to put their work across or reaching out to the people with their ideas
1: hey you yeah you listening do you like personal finance or real estate Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you, because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. Well, and you hit on a great area around just like the mindset of it. You know, having the right mindset is a huge piece. Yeah. Uh, what we found too is that there's barriers for business people. Like, I don't have the time. I don't have the the money. I don't even know how to do it. I don't. Yeah. How do I get a book on Amazon? How do I win the bestseller? So, what we did. As Jody and I learned all of this for Influence Network Media, our company, we took all of our best practices and all the things that we learned about how to do this and we put it into a learning management system. So so we teach people how to do it. So the idea is, hey, we spent you know years learning this. We're gonna give this away to help people show Mm -hmm. them how to do it. And that's really been a huge element of it. So not only can we teach them, but we have a process that we see working over and over and over. So they don't have to go out and figure out how to do it themselves. We can remove those barriers, right? So divide the cost among our co-authors. So it brings the cost way down. You know, we're saying you can become an author for cheaper than I paid for my book cover because we've made it economical to do so. So we bring the cost down. They don't have to write 70, 80,000 words. A book requires a ton of writing. When you're writing a chapter, really only, we ask for 1,500 to 3,500 words. So we make it so much more manageable for someone to to feel like they could really make it. And then just, again, the knowledge of the process. So we're sharing all that. What we've heard from our, our leaders is and authors now is that we make the process very simple. They appreciate, they're only responsible for a few things. Submit their chapter, their headshot, and their bio. So those are the three core things, chapter, headshot, bio. And then participate. So like work with our editors that are gonna help them with editing. Get to know some of the other authors and then definitely in helping with launch day. So sharing in launch day and getting it's 30 to 35 people per author okay. that we make sure to support us on launch day. So that means buy the book on launch day and get that out. And again, those numbers are so much more manageable because you're dividing it up. You don't have to do it yourself, right? There's we aim for about 10 authors per book. So there's 10 other people helping you get this out. Hmm. Uh, and it really kind of relieves some of that scarcity burden you know the, not knowing how to do it yourself we've made the process easy like we hit the easy button right we want you to be able to do it in an easy fashion not a lot of money but taking the pain out of it for people
0: beautiful uh, because people the 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 biggest challenge is to get overwhelmed with all that information and knowledge like how to get it out there there are a lot of options these days with self-publishing and digital books available in the marketplace so uh Now, the thing is that people have a very short attention span, right? When I was growing up, when I was in my college days, we used to read books, right? But now with the advent of social media... We just want to, you know, we have learned that ability to uh, to read some shorter stuff, right? Just a short social media post or something. So how relevant are the books in today's world as per you?
1: Well, we do put them out in both ebook and paperback. And I think that's helpful because we want to appeal to the best way people can absorb them. But I think that's the other brilliant thing about how we're doing this is that we're this is a collection of short stories. Yeah. So that is how we're keeping people's attention, right? When yeah. I'm writing this book, my culture book that's going to be coming out in June, the cool thing about that is that it will everyone's writing their quality chapter. It's a short story about their expertise. And then yeah. you move on to the next expert and you read their chapter and then you move on to the next expert. So when we're talking about, you know, being able to hold someone's attention for an entire book, maybe. But we know we can do it in the form of like a really good quality chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're getting quality over quantity, right? Like you're getting someone's best yeah. insights in the form of a chapter. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. You know, will there be people that still gravitate to other communication? Sure, there will be. Um, we're starting to put some of our books out into Audible because we recognize people want mm-hmm. those kinds of books as well. But I think there's there's enough, and, and we see this when we sell our, our books where we'll put out the ebook and someone will say, nope, I want the paperback. Like you, you have to appeal to the masses, right? People, they want all different kinds. And so we're, we're trying to do that. And we see just great responses from these quality chapters. Yeah. And I think
0: the shorter books so that people can read them easily. It's like,
1: yeah, there's a trend in that. I actually think they Mm. call them micro books or there's different titles for that. I would say Pretty much all of our books are less than 200-ish pages There's maybe a few that are more than that, but you want to keep them short and sweet and get them really good information and kind of hit them over the head with the good stuff as soon as you can. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah,
0: Yeah, right. Business professionals we're talking about. So writing a book helps them to gain credibility in their industry. Now, I just would like to hear from you to inspire the people out there. Like what are some of the benefits of uh writing a book so that they gain that credibility and you know that expertise out there in the in the marketplace and which enhances their career and businesses?
1: Yeah. So from a benefits perspective, you know, we've already hit on credibility and visibility. You know, it's great for marketing. And, and a lot of our offers are doing it for business growth, right? They want to get the, the book out, they want to use it as a marketing tool, a marketing tax write-off, uh, whatever it is. So they're doing it for marketing, they're doing it for other business growth, they want to get asked to be on podcasts, right? Or they want to get they want to be a speaker at a conference. And so we think that's another great avenue to have a book. Yeah, the other one would be, you know, there's people that are writing just for professional development. So Mm. people within corporate America that might say, Hey, I don't have my own business, but I want to be known for this, I want to share my knowledge. And there is some element of leaving a legacy that that's another huge like it's hard to put a number on like what is leaving a legacy with a book but that's one that we hear a lot too like I just want to share my knowledge. I want to leave a le- legacy I want something that can show my kids. Uh, the stats are like I, they're very low. I mean it's like less than one percent of the population whatever write a book right and so there's kind of this elite population of people that you can be part of when you do something like this yeah and
0: writing uh, gives us clarity when we write about our stuff because of course we are writing something from our own life right we are having our own inspired ideas that we are writing about so when we are doing that it uh, it's giving us clarity we know ourselves better we start knowing ourselves better and we are owning our expertise and knowledge, and which is enhancing our confidence multiple times. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, you could have never told me that I would be a writer someday. Mm-hmm. But now, like, fast forward, you know, I have my solo. I have six co-authored books that I've done. I'm working on number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I. it is therapeutic. There is something about writing and telling your story. And, you know, edit. there is a, a magic in editing as well. You want to make sure you go back and do some um, good editing. It can be very therapeutic. And, you know, I don't even always write, people picture writing, typing. Yeah. Sometimes my writing is a verbal dictation. Like I'll use my notes on my phone and I'll, I'm driving, I'll set it down and I'll just speak. And, you know, I'll talk about the things I want to write about. And then it will um, dictate it for me and I can go back and edit later so you know there's also things like that that you can use and there's apps and tools and things mm-hmm. so that you don't get carpal tunnel you know hunched over a computer when writing as well there's there's so many amazing things happening in, right. in the world.
0: we are fortunate enough in this modern age where we have so much of technology, like great technology to help us do whatever we want to do, to achieve whatever we want to achieve. So this is an absolutely stunning thing. Melanie, how people can work with you.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we would love to have people um, we give away a free chapter of our book about why you might write a book. So in our marketing fusion book, we tell people, hey, you might want to write a book to grow your business. Uh, and so if you go to overnightauthor.com, uh, you can actually get that free chapter of a book there. And then you can look us up. So LinkedIn is probably the best way to get a hold of us. But you can connect with myself or Jody Brandstetter, my business partner. We are running Influence Network Media. Would love to have people liking our our page, uh, but just connecting with us and letting us know how we can help you help you become an author, get that free chapter of the book, and then we'd love to just kind of go from there and, and help people open that new, create that new chapter for themselves right in their
0: life brilliant i'm going to include your contact information in the show notes section so that people can find you there and contact you for any publishing advice or or if they want to work with you thank you very much for your time today and i had this lovely conversation with you today
1: thank you so much for having me
0: i hope you found this episode enlightening and that it encouraged you to embark on your own book writing journey connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what's your number one takeaway from this interview and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with those who really need it that's it for this week love you guys and girls stay happy and safe thank you for tuning in i invite you to subscribe to this podcast and go to my website authorhina.com for life and career changing tools and resources be sure to download and read my book secrets of the six-figure employee with zero stress it's available on amazon